Hi, welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. So today I'm just hanging out in the office. My husband and son went to the park, so it's sunny. It's like one of those beautiful fall days when it's like sunny but still cool out. So I love the fall. This is like one of my favorite times of year. Um, So let's just get right into it. So this is going to be about thinking you deserve a treat. When do we find ourselves saying, you know, screw it, I deserve a treat? We think we deserve to have this like piece of cake or ice cream or popcorn. When we've had a really long day, when we've made some progress, we've actually lost some weight and we feel like we need like a break from our plan. Maybe when we're out with friends and family and we just want to have a good time. When I was growing up, my sister and I always, not every time, but We never really knew when or why, but most of the time when we went to the store with my mom, when she was like loading up on groceries for the week, we got a called a treat. So she would say, okay, go and pick out a treat. Of course, it was always something sweet, like a chocolate bar or something. So for me, and I know for so many people, they'll say, let's get a treat or let's get treats. And they mean food, right? Usually high fat or high sugar foods. And that's not only in childhood, it can and usually does carry on into adulthood. So today I want to unpack it because what we're really saying is that we deserve some pleasure in life, right? We deserve a break and to treat ourselves. We are owed something. We are owed some joy in life, some relaxation, maybe some fun. What we are doing is equating food with both a physical experience we want to have, pleasure, like the food tastes good to us, and an emotion we want to feel when we have that pleasure, like fun or joy or relaxation. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong or bad about this, but it's important to see what's really happening here so you can decide if you want to continue treating yourself with food and how much that will be part of your life. If you're overweight or you are constantly thinking about food and have cravings, then I suspect you aren't in charge of your relationship with food to the degree that you want to be. And it doesn't serve you to treat yourself with food. First, we need to understand what's underneath this thought pattern when we think, I deserve this food. It's really the need to put ourselves and our desires first. And in that moment, it seems like putting ourselves first and what we desire is eating is the food. But as you know, that's a lie (laughs) because it comes at the expense of what we truly desire, feeling at peace with food and our bodies. So the real question to ask is not why do I overeat, but why do I constantly feel like I have to compensate for the negative emotions I experience during the day and the output of my day? So what I'm giving out, why does my life require so many treats in the first place? Look at your day, look at your work, your relationships, where you might be people pleasing, where are you doing things out of a scarcity mindset, out of fear, or you're doing them with resentment. So maybe it's your job. I know for me, the times when I've most leaned on food to cope with my emotions is when I was resenting my work life. I had many thought errors around my job that I had to be there, that I had to do the work that I had to do it perfectly without making any mistakes, and that, of course, my employer didn't appreciate just how much I was doing, right? I think a lot of people can relate to that. Because at the time, I didn't see that all of those thoughts were optional, that I was creating them. So I felt really out of control. I felt like I was at the mercy of my life, of my boss, my long commute. 
And so to numb those unwanted feelings, I focused on food, either restricting or overeating. So it's really important to take a 360 degree look at your life and see where you're giving your power away. Then you have two options. You can either change the circumstance, so like get a new job, for example, or you can change your thoughts about your current circumstance. This is much quicker. (laughs) How can I do this in a way that works better for me? In a way that I don't resist it so much or that it drains me less. Maybe it's taking more breaks throughout the day, something as simple as that, getting up from your desk and doing some stretches. For some of you, it may be even taking a full lunch break. Or maybe it's simply reframing your work, questioning if it's true that you can never make a mistake, for example, or finding the real purpose you show up every day. And it's probably the case that your work is very much valued, even when people don't mention it. And making work mistakes is human. It's totally expected, right? Early in my career, I did some temping work at a bankruptcy firm. So very interesting. I was always curious about, you know, why people go bankrupt. Um, And it was like very interesting to me. And my boss gave me the task of taking a huge stack of papers. Like it was really big. It would fit in one of those like giant binders. And he wanted to get some copies made. This was essentially a book. And so it seemed simple enough. He explained the task and I was like, sure thing, get them copied. No problem, right? So I go across the street to the printing place and I tell them what I need. I think it was like 20 copies of this huge stack of papers. So that's all fine. Then I come back with the invoice and hand it to my boss and it's like a couple hundred dollars or something like that. And he's like, why is this so expensive? And I was like, well, I don't know. (laughs) That's just how much it costs. And then he asks me, you got them to print them double-sided, right? And I had not. So they had printed these copies single-sided, meaning they used double the paper. And that's why it cost so much. It cost double. And I felt so bad. So looking back, it was maybe a $100 mistake. Not a big deal. But I was making maybe $15 an hour at the time. It seemed huge to me. (laughs) I thought about that for years, making that mistake. But really, it's no big deal, right? I'm sure that this firm carried on just fine with their single-sided copies. (laughs) Mistakes are part of being human. But often, whether it's at work or with our eating, we demand perfection from ourselves. Instead, we really need to examine our thoughts and see if what we're thinking is creating the results that we want in our lives. But most of us don't take control of our lives in this way. Most of us instead focus on what we want to eat, so having treats, (laughs) or what we ate or what we shouldn't have had. So how do we keep ourselves and not food at the top of our priority list? I want you to get really clear on the areas of your life where you are giving your power away due to your thinking. Watch where you are people-pleasing, spending time with people you really aren't that crazy about, or agreeing to do things in your evenings and weekends that you're doing out of a sense of obligation rather than because you actually want to do them. Look at your schedule and see where you're making time for things that you really want to do simply because you enjoy them, not because you should do it. You think you have to do it. Working out is a great example. We can either change how we think about it so that we enjoy it more, or we can change the circumstance. We can switch up the workout, tweak it, or change it to something else completely, something that we enjoy. I like to ask this question. What would you be doing if you were at your goal weight? So imagine you don't spend any time overthinking food, binging, or buffering emotions with food while watching Netflix. 
What would you be doing instead? What would you be doing with your time? So maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's a dance class, redecorating your house, or even like playing an instrument. There are so many things we could be spending our time doing when we're not preoccupied with food and our bodies. Some of them we're putting off until we've lost the weight, or we simply don't have the energy because our vitality is so drained from overthinking our weight all the time. But I'd like to encourage you to start now, start doing those things now because it will fill you up in a way that food never will. And if nothing else, when you're doing a dance class or you're writing your book, you're not sitting on the couch eating a whole bag of chips. This brings me to what you can do instead of eating. For some of us, the best part of our day is mealtime, and that needs to change. Of course, not every day is going to be amazing, but I've noticed that the more fulfilling my life is, the more often I finish my meal and don't continue to think about food because I'm on to the next thing. If what happens after your meal isn't interesting to you, or worse, you dread it, it makes perfect sense that your brain is going to try to keep that dopamine going for as long as possible. I think this is part of what happens when we finish eating but can't stop thinking about having more or having dessert. For example, imagine you finished your meal and you remember there's cookies in the cupboard and now all you can think about is whether you should or shouldn't have one. Maybe you have one, maybe you want two or three or four. So imagine yourself, you're on the couch and this is all the mind drama going on in your head, right? You're not even concentrating on what you're watching because you're so preoccupied with food and thinking about the cookies. Now imagine the doorbell rings and it's someone with one of those enormous checks with a million dollars on it. And it turns out someone entered your name in a contest and you won. So you get a million dollars. Now, how exciting are those cookies? Of course, you're not even thinking about them anymore. Obviously, this is an exaggerated example, but it shows us that the cookies have no inherent power. When we have excitement, when we have interests and we get pleasure out of our lives that's happening after our meal, our brain won't have to rely on cookies to get what it needs. Instead of eating, the best thing we can do for ourselves is process our emotions. Because when we stuff them down with food, they don't go away. It's like they just get louder. And now we bring on even more unwanted emotions due to not feeling like we're in the right sized body, right? Because we're putting on weight. We feel even less and less connected to how we want to show up in the world. When we think, I deserve to eat, what we're really saying is, I refuse to feel anymore today. I'm going to bypass what I'm currently feeling and hit the emotional escape key so that I no longer have to feel like this. And of course, no one really wants to feel bad, right? But this scenario of emotional eating simply stems from not knowing how to process the emotions. If you could just process them as they happen, allow them to flow through you as a physical vibration, they will dissipate. No emotion lasts forever. Because when we don't practice this, practice processing what we're feeling, we're making a terrible trade-off. We're also saying, I deserve to feel worse in the future. So I'm rejecting what I'm feeling and I deserve to feel better right now. And I deserve to feel bad in the future because that's what's really going to happen when I choose not to feel my emotions and to eat them instead and to have a treat to feel better, to avoid, to numb, to neutralize. When you're planning out your life, I doubt that you're planning on feeling worse down the road, but that's exactly what we do. And maybe what you're feeling is feeling out of control with food. 
Your brain is obsessed with food chatter, constantly thinking about food, that you're not on the right plan, that your weight is the problem, possibly your health is a problem. Just overall, like you're not content, you're not happy with your life. And so of course your brain is like, get us out of here. (laughs) Just eat something and we won't have to think about that right now. And if you've been overeating or simply not doing what you say you're going to do, you might be beating yourself up for that. And then you go through your day in this low grade dissatisfaction. And by the end of the day, your brain is like, it's been hard. I need a treat. (laughs) So what's really going on though, is just a cry for attention from yourself. Yourself within you is just saying, pay attention to me. What do I really need? really don't need to be eating to feel better. I need to be understood so that my needs can be met. I heard once that the opposite of addiction is connection. We require connection to survive, so it makes sense that if we feel disconnected from the world or those around us, if we feel like others don't appreciate us or understand us, what we need to be doing is connecting first with ourselves. What we really want is to feel connected between ourselves and our bodies. So often I hear from women that I don't feel good in my body, right? We want to feel good in our bodies. We want to feel connecting. When you turn to food, you're connecting yourself to food at the expense of your body. So you're not developing that relationship with your body. You're sacrificing your body so that you can have a connection with food. But food will never provide a true, meaningful, lasting connection. And that's why we always need more and more. But you can create that loving connection with yourself when you treat yourself with kindness and respect and lovingly find out what it is that you really need, what really is going to serve you. What we really want is to be on our list of priorities. We want to feel like we matter to ourselves. So no matter how crappy your day is or how frustrated you are with all the responsibilities that you have, you can decide that you matter, that you're important, that you're worth prioritizing while still serving all the other people in your life. There are so many ways we can treat ourselves when we need fun, relaxation, and joy that don't involve food. And I'll give you some examples because I know your brain wants to go into confusion and tell you that you can't think of any. When my husband and I started dating, he would often want to get treats on the weekend or buy me a little treat as a celebration for something. And when he couldn't buy something sweet anymore because I was changing, he was at a bit of a loss. (laughs) So now treats at our house look a lot different. And to be honest, there are fewer. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. However, we treat ourselves with things for either for the house, like interior things, or with something as simple as some time together, watching a show. Like that can be a treat just watching your favorite show without food. It might sound a little crazy, (laughs) but that can be a treat. If you really want to buy something, there's tons of ideas, right? Like lip balm, flowers, little nice things for yourself that aren't too expensive, but that still feel like a treat. So the next time your brain is telling you that you deserve a treat, that you deserve to eat, I want you to remember that you have options. And more importantly, if your brain still wants that dopamine hit from a food treat, remember you deserve so much more than that. You deserve to feel in charge around food. And that takes practice at allowing urges and being in the river of misery for a while. (laughs) It means accepting uncomfortable emotions instead of simply eating more. And you deserve to maintain the weight you've already lost. Sometimes our brains like to trick us and say, you know, you've lost five pounds, you can relax. You can take your foot off the gas for a while. 
And in some cases, that might actually be the best thing for you to do. But I think if this happens often enough for you, if you can be real with yourself, you'll see that it's another way for our brains to try to keep us safe. Don't lose too much weight. Don't be too fit or too pretty. What will happen then? It's the unknown. And to our habit brain, like our safety brain, it's scary. And it means pull back. Better to stay comfortable and eat the treats. You deserve to trust yourself. When you say you're finished eating after dinner, you keep your word to yourself. When you put your head on the pillow that night, you feel accomplished because you know you're one day closer to reaching your goal because you stuck to your protocol, you stuck to your plan. You didn't have to rely on treats to make yourself feel better for what you had to do in terms of output in your day. You deserve to feel good in your clothing. This is one I hear a lot. For many women, fashion and how they look and feel in their clothing affects how they feel about themselves, how they show up and their confidence level. This is always about the thoughts you are thinking about how you look in your clothes and what tight clothing means. I really want to encourage you to notice what you are saying to yourself when you try on clothes and see if those thoughts are making you feel terrible. Because if they are, throw them out. Seriously, know that they are optional. And having these thoughts will actually move you farther away, not closer to your goal. And the reason is we act differently when we feel terrible than we do when we just even feel neutral, when we feel okay. When we feel terrible, we typically focus even more on food and what's wrong about our lives. But if you can look in the mirror and think, yeah, you know, I'm not at the right size body yet, but I have great curves or I have long legs or something else you like about yourself that you like about your body. It moves you towards feeling just a little bit better. And when we're feeling better, we are more likely to see ourselves and our lives more positively. We are more likely to treat ourselves better that day and feel more optimistic about what we're capable of and definitely less likely to need food or treats to neutralize negative emotion. And if you're like, yeah, but my clothes are physically pinching me and are uncomfortable, like I don't fit in my pants, <laughs> then go out and treat yourself to the next size up. That can be very liberating, actually. And if you're thinking, no way, I don't want to buy the next size up because that's accepting my size. That's accepting where I am right now. But what's wrong with that? That's your size right now. And it's not permanent. It's simply a number on a tag. So you can think it means you're not good enough, or you can think it means I care about myself enough to buy clothes that are comfortable and I know I'm on my way to the size that I want to my right size. This size is just temporary. Okay, let's do a quick recap. The thought I deserve a treat to eat for any reason other than genuine hunger is a need to put ourselves and our desires first. Our brain has a thought error that thinks we can do that by eating more food. If you find yourself saying this often, it's really an opportunity to reevaluate where you might be giving your power away in your life and where you can take that back by thinking differently and or taking action, changing the circumstance. So instead of eating, we can process our emotions, all of them. We can stop beating ourselves up. We can find connection with our bodies rather than connecting with food. And of course, we can find non-food related treats. What you deserve is to keep your commitment to yourself so that you get what you truly want. Okay, that's what I have for you this week and I'll talk to you again soon, bye.